Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome in. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. It is an off day for your Blackhawks who have won two games in a row, so it is a perfect opportunity for us to dip into our mailbag, and that is exactly what we're going to do. If you're watching the show on YouTube, make sure you smash that like button and, of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel, CHGO Sports. If you're just an old-school podcaster, that's cool, too. You're always welcome. Make sure you are subscribed or following the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and those five-star podcast reviews are super valuable to podcasters. And just know, from a career podcaster to podcast listeners, a four-star review is basically a one-star review. So leave a five-star review please hi guys how's it going yeah what's going on happy monday it's been a long time since we've seen each other <laughs> yeah it's been hours hours it's it's, <laughs> it's monday i don't i don't know what day of the week it is anymore it's a, it's a i just know it's, monday. Sh- it's show one show that's one all i know exactly show one. <laughs> it's show one of the week <laughs> that's right yeah. that's right so we've got a ta- okay. we actually got a really good amount of questions uh sent to us uh via discord <coughs> via twitter of course, and if you want access to our Discord, you got to become a diehard at allchgo.com. That's one of the many perks, including the free shirt or hat upon sign up and the discounts on literally everything. And uh, probably about a week from now, we're going to have a pretty decent announcement about something that diehards can take advantage of uh, with our show specifically. So keep that in mind. It is coming. The announcement is coming soon. Mm-hmm. Going to be a good time. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Yeah. Uh, I guess we should kind of get right to it, but before you know, we have Lawrence go through all the emails we got, all the t- all the tweets we got. We got a bunch of things from a bunch of people asking how long is Lucas Reichel going to be up with the Blackhawks? Last night after the game, Luke Richardson was—I don't want to say vague because vague seems like he's hiding something, but he wasn't really specific as to what the long-term plan is. But it sounds like it's going to be more than just another game or two. They said they want to give him an extended look. They said he's here and he's going to be here regardless of Patrick Kane's status. So I hope he's here. Greg, you mentioned yesterday on the podcast that maybe they would take it up to the, uh, I guess we would call the bye week for the Blackhawks where they're off that entire week. There's no practice or anything. Um, Then maybe send him back to Rockford. Maybe he heads back for the playoffs. But look, I think everyone knows my position on this. I want him here until the season ends, then send him to Rockford to play in the playoffs. And then that is his, that's it. He's done. No more Rockford for Lucas Reichel. He is a Blackhawk full-time in 2023-24. Yeah, ahead, I would I would uh I would have no issues with that. I just have a feeling that you know, they'll they'll take advantage of that bye week and and probably get him and Phillips and Mitchell back down there. So, I'd have to double check the schedule. I will do that right now while Mario gives his answer. <laughs> and uh we'll see like how many games they have from when they're off and it wouldn't hurt to get those guys to play two or three games, especially Phillips and Mitchell who who have been rotating in and out of the lineup, get them down, play a couple of games on the top pairing whatever, get them back into some game shape. Um as, and then bring them back after the bye week. Uh, but again, I, I think as we mentioned on last night's post game show, I think it's really going to be up to Lucas Reichel. If Lucas Reichel is playing at an NHL level, he'll stay here. If that level slips, they'll probably send him back down to get his confidence back up or whatever. But as long as he keeps playing like he's played these last two games, you you can't send him back. There's yeah. no justification. Yeah, I I wonder because the AHL and NHL All Star weekends usually line up. So I wonder what the IceHog schedule. I don't know what offhand, Greg. I know you're looking at. I wonder I've how what it, it actually right lines up like here. Um, let me just double check when the Hawks' actual last game is, and we can do it here. The Hawks' last game before the bye is January twenty eighth. Okay, and then they don't play again until February seventh. So nice the break. Ice Hogs have a game on the 31st, the 3rd, the 4th. So they have three games oh, okay. during that bye week. So, you know, yeah. it wouldn't be the worst idea to get those guys down to play. Now, if Reichel's playing at a top level, then maybe you keep them. But I say that those young defenders probably go down. Yeah, I, I would have no issues if they did that. Um, 
the only I, I really if if he's up here for the rest of the year, if he's up here for another two weeks, if the if he does the bye week down and then comes back up, like whatever it is, I I, I don't think I'll have too much of an issue so long as it it any movement is merited. Um, if he's looking great, if he's playing well on a consistent level, sure he can he can make some mistakes. He's going to. He's still just twenty years old, getting you know still getting the NHL, uh, the experience of the NHL. If he makes some mistakes, but overall is, is looking good, is looking like he belongs at the NHL, looking like he's taking strides uh, as, as a young player and the Blackhawks are, are happy with it. Keep him in Chicago. Like there's, there's no reason to, you know, just shoo him back to Rockford just to say, well, our plan was to keep you in Rockford. This month. plans change, you know, plans of players can change. And, and if he forces the hand of the organization to say like, Oh, I guess, you know, we, we, it would really be weird to keep him down while he's playing this well, then he's, then he should be up here. If they, if they can say like, Oh, we want to, we want to make sure he's playing as many games as possible. Send, you know, send him down during the bye week I'm fine with that. But as long as it's not, you know, Oh, we, we're sticking to our guns of we want him to over marinate. Like if he looks ready to go at the NHL level, let him go at the NHL level. I, I don't think there's, I, I know it's a lot of people are going to say, Oh, it's two games. One of, one of which was against the coyotes. But like we said last night, like it's, it's his collective work at the AHL level over the past season and a half, especially this season. And just the way, the way he, he looks confident in the last two games, I think let that snowball, let that go and, and, and see, see what happens there. He's not going to ruin the tank there. There's really only benefit right now to let him, you know, ride the, the hot hand here at the NHL level. I, I hope that he has some sort of clearer picture of his time here than we do. Um, because I'm sure he does look like we said it last night and you just alluded to it, Mario, the kid has earned it. He's done everything you've asked him to do. He came up now in this call-up and performed. And he should be, in my opinion, beyond the point where he's looking over his shoulder and every mistake is a reason to send him down. You know what I mean? I think he's beyond that. I think you have to live. Look, he's a, he's a rookie player, right? That's It is what it is. He's a rookie. And there's going to be games where he's a non-factor. There's going to be games where he makes mistakes. It should not be a Rockford sentence. Every time he makes a mistake, because it's going to happen. You're not going to call a kid up and have a perfect hockey player. You're not going to call up Patrice Bergeron from the Rockford Icehawks. It doesn't work that way. Young right. players have to come in. They've got to learn. They've got to, they've got to go through their lumps. Look, we watch guys on this team who have been playing in this league for five, six, seven years that still make routine mistakes game after game. And that's not even a criticism. It just is what it is. That's the, the nature of the game. So I don't want Lucas Reichel in a position where he's looking over his shoulder, worrying that anything he does wrong is going to end up with him in Rockford. Now I know I'm being hyperbolic there and it's, it's not like one mistake and you're done. Right. But if he's got a bad game or two, it shouldn't mean back you go kid. You know, you turn that puck over the blue line. You're done. no, there's nothing more no. for Lucas Reichel to learn in Rockford. There's simply not. I don't think mistake-free hockey is the expectation for Lucas Reichel because Patrick Kane makes mistakes on a nightly basis. Jonathan Taves makes mistakes on a nightly. Everybody makes mistakes. So I don't think it's mistakes. I think it's just if he's not playing at an NHL level, you can make mistakes and still play at an NHL level. We see every NHL player do it. So that, I think that's more. And, and, and Dr. Horror show asked in the chat about, would that be too much travel for Reichel uh, burnout? All three of those games during the bye week are in Rockford. So you're talking about an hour and 15 minute car ride. I don't think that's going to burn out a 20 year old. Yeah. I think he can handle that. If he can handle playing, playing a game, and then, <laughs> and, and then in the morning being like, hey, go to New Jersey, fly to New Jersey, suit up and play yeah. the game and then fly back and play a, ne a game the next night. I think Plus, he, can, he can handle it. It'll give him a chance to go back to his apartment and pack up all his stuff to bring to Chicago for the rest right. of the year. Yeah. It's yeah. doing him a favor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's very thoughtful of the Blackhawks. All right, let's get to yeah. some of our uh, mailbag questions here. Everyone's been very patient. And again, we appreciate you hitting us up. You can hit us up uh, at CHGO underscore Blackhawks on Twitter. Obviously, they're on the uh, CHGO Blackhawks uh, Discord page, and we have an email, but it's uh, not many people use it. Blackhawks at allchgo.com. We're easy to find. So, Lawrence, 
uh, spin the wheel and pop up one of those questions for us. Now, this one came uh, via Instagram, um, and I know Mario answered this one privately, but I thought there were some good questions in there. This is from Kaz. Uh, First off, I'm a huge fan. Listen to your podcast every day in the car. You guys do a fantastic job. Keep it up. Thank you. I have a two-part question. One, do you think the draft lottery is rigged? (laughs) In parentheses, controlled by Gary Bettman. Let's address that one first. Um, I I talked about this the other night. I am 75% sure it's not. But there is a there is a quarter of my confidence that says, ah, I think they might have a little more influence than they would like us to know. Yeah, I, I'm going to say, honestly, I don't believe it is. But, uh, you know, who knows? Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> think do it's it behind weird. closed doors. They say, oh, it's a third party and blah, blah, blah. OK, sure. There's a lot it's of coincidences. A- yeah, I, 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 I'm, I don't, I don't believe it's rigged. But as you said, Jay, I'm also a believer. If like, if there's so many, too many coincidences, it's probably not a coincidence. And as somebody who's read a lot of books on the uh, JFK assassination over the years, I am a lover of a good conspiracy theory. <laughs> but overall, I don't think it's rigged because you got to tell me that if if one of these things was legitimately rigged, there's got to be some scorned ex-NHL employee that would have blown this off on Twitter or in a newspaper in Canada years ago. It would have. It, <laughs> there's no way that this would have stayed. The NHL is not clever enough to rig it and then keep it under wraps for all these years. <laughs> That's it's just it. impossible. This That's league true. cannot do that. So I just think it's just a series of coincidences that fans love to talk about and say it's rigged, but this league is not smart enough to rig it. That's see, It's so funny. You mentioned JFK conspiracies because I was listening to a podcast about that very topic yesterday and they're actually taking callers and, and a government, someone who worked for the government couldn't say what he did. He's like, listen, I work for the government they are not smart enough or competent enough to pull something off that complicated uh, and keep so, it under wraps for that. It, long. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and if the government's not, I'm assuming that Gary Bettman and his cronies are not as well. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. I don't know that I just, part of me is like good business would be rigging it. If there was a draft to rig, <laughs> this would be it. Yeah. Get, get, get your money maker, a money making player. Yes. Exactly. All right. What's the second part of the question there, Lawrence? Sorry to be so negative about the Coyotes again. It's our shtick. Oh, yeah. That's what we do. Um, (laughs) Kaz goes on and says, if if you do believe it's rigged, do you think the Hawks PR nightmares over the last few years, Kyle Beach, etc., will prevent the Hawks from getting Bedard? Or will the positive effect on the league from a good Hawks team outweigh that? Again, love the show. Hope to bump into you guys at the UC sometime soon. Cheers. Thank you. there's been a lot of that going around and there's a very popular hockey podcast that claims to know that the league is going to punish the Blackhawks and not give them the first overall pick. And they're going to give it to Arizona mouth, mouth breathing dopes it's, it, is what that podcast should be called. It is a network that is, that is designed to have you click that is designed to have you react. And that very much falls into that category for me. Listen, if the draft is rigged, the dumbest thing, the NHL could do is to give Connor Bedard to Arizona. That is moronic. That is a team that has no interest nationwide. They play late night games. So he's rarely going to be on television. They've got a 5,000 seat arena for at least the next two years. That would be the dumbest thing ever in terms of punishing the Blackhawks for the Kyle beach scandal. I don't know. I guess why you, if you're a conspiracy theorist, you could dream that up. But everyone responsible, aside from Rocky Wirtz, is gone. He who shall not be named is gone. Al McIsaac is gone. Joel Quenville is gone. John McDonough is gone. Jay Blunk is gone. Everybody in a position of power at that time has been removed from the organization. So, I don't know. Maybe. I just, I tend to doubt it. If I think if, the, if, if indeed the NHL draft is rigged and you believe that, then you should be excited. Because the best thing for the league would be Connor Bedard going to the Blackhawks. Yeah, and if if the league, I know Bettman's been dying on this hockey's going to be successful in Arizona Hill for decades. If he was going to rig a draft to get a generational star in that city, he would have done it already. Sidney Crosby would have been a Coyote. Or Connor Matthews. McDavid would have been a Coyote. Austin Matthews, who was born in Arizona, would have been a Coyote. He wouldn't have waited till now. 
to do it. He would have done it with one of these other top picks in years past. And the Coyotes have never had a top pick in their history. So I don't see it happening now. And yeah, um, you know, certain podcasts, I, I get, I get the attraction for some people, but you know, they're just there to say stupid things to get people listening and talking. And I really wish one of those guys wasn't involved in the league's flagship broadcast, but that's just my opinion. All right. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I think you guys uh, hit it there. Like, it sounds callous, but the league cares about making money. And I think from a league perspective, they, I feel like they probably believe that the enough of a hammer was dropped on the, on the Blackhawks that, you know, they were, they were punished to, or, you know, in part of the punishment, it was getting rid of uh, the people that were directly, most directly involved. Um, And, if they really wanted to to drop a, a heavier hammer, they would have they would have gone in and and had supplemental discipline from the league, which they didn't do. They didn't take away draft picks. They didn't find the organization uh, you know extra money or anything like that. Um, so I, yeah, I I don't think I, I think the, the the PR nightmare um, angle is you know the the, the Blackhawks are trying to get out from under it. I know there, there's there's people in the city that that still hold it over them, uh, and I don't blame those people. Sure. There's people there's people that have you know pushed it aside and said, well, whatever. I just care about hockey, and and there that that's that's completely fine if if that's how you how you feel about it. I know outside of the city, it's it's going to be held over the Blackhawks for a very 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 long time, and again, rightfully so. So I, I think you know the the Blackhawks are trying to get out from under it. I don't think the league worries about the Blackhawks as much as people maybe think as far as, as far as the Kyle beach thing, I think the league is probably trying to move on from it. And if it was rigged, giving them Connor Bedard would give the league the ability to push the Blackhawks to move on from it, from their perspective. That's not, and that's not how I feel. I think that you you should always, you know, keep the consideration of what happened to Kyle beach. It It should definitely not be swept under the rug. Like it, was for over a decade um but but i think that's coming from a league standpoint i think that that's where they probably stand on it yeah definitely all right let's uh fire up another one before we hit our first ad break this one comes from our buddy no roids just rage he signs it your unhappy friend uh last night's <laughs> effort by reichel uh do you think his position is 100 winger in the nhl also thoughts on Chicago taking Zaitsev's contract for Nassens for a high pick or prospect. Um, I do believe Reichel's a winger um, just based on his body size and uh, defensive game. Um, I don't know if they see him growing into a center or not. It's a good question. Um, it'd be great if he was a center because that would really help things out because um, Connor Bedard projects as a winger. He didn't even play center in the World Juniors, so... Um, he's probably not going to play center in the NHL. So um, it'd be great if he was a, if if I'm betting on it, I'm saying winger. What about you guys? Same. Yeah. I I think he's, I think he's built. I think physically, I think physically he's built better to be a winger. Um, And I think his game, I don't think he's a defensive liability, but I don't think he's, he's going to ever be a two way guy that you could, you could really trust. Yeah, I, at this point, he's a winger. He may be able to progress in years down the road and, and trans, you know, transform into a center. But I think the winger right now, at least for the rest of this season and next season, is the way to go because even he said it allows him to just focus more on the offensive zone and think less out there and just be an instinctual hockey player. Wow, maybe they should have done that with Kirby Doc three seasons ago. It's so nice to see that they recognize it now. And instead of trying to force a square peg into a round hole, they let him be, they put him in a position to succeed. So refreshing. Nice. Um, second part of the question about Nikita Zaitsev. Um, sure. He makes four and a half yeah. million this year. And next, if Ottawa wants to give up a uh, first round pick to, for the Hawks to take the, him off their hands. Sounds good. That sounds like something that could probably potentially more happen at the draft than before the deadline, but you never know. Um, the other thing is he is currently on injured reserve. I'm not sure the status of his injury or how severe it is. Uh, so no player on injured reserve can be traded. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, any any scenario like that where NHL player has high contract and will you can get 
assets for taking him on. Yeah, they got to get to the cap floor next year. It's going to be really tough. Bring him on. The only one that I am against and and probably should just be stopped being suggested overall is the Sergei Bobrovsky. I know people see that contract with the Panthers, but A, no, it's too long of a contract for too much money for a player that's not good. It's going to get each idea. Panthers don't have a front pick for the next two years, so what are they going to give you to sweeten the pot? Yeah. The answer is not enough, so let's just move on from that one. And, and their prospect pool is not deep enough yeah. to say, here, take our top prospect. It, it's not deep enough. They're, he's making $10 million over the next four years. <laughs> so Yeah, no. The Panthers uh, actually, are, year, have screwed themselves, and not winning a cup last year really hurts now. Yeah, and, yeah. and my yeah. my two cents on Zaitsev is, like, I'm open to that happening. Take on bad contracts to, to get feature assets. That's completely fine. I just think it. you have McCabe, Murphy, Jones. Um, I don't want to say that you have to move out either of McCabe or Murphy to fit Zaitsev. Like, I feel like you're kind of, I don't know. I don't know if that's really the, the move to go. And I also don't want to clog up the defensive line lineup because you want to hope that a guy like, you know, Isaac Phillips, can step up and, and, and be a, an NHL regular in the next year or so. You want to hope that a guy like Alec Regula has an opportunity to find his NHL game. Same with Alex Vlasic, and you have the, the the prospects coming up too. I don't think the path to the NHL is going to be very long for guys like Kevin Korczynski and Ethan Del Mastro. Like, I don't want to I don't want to say Jazaitsev for one year clogs it up completely, but it also doesn't make things easier for those young guys. Yeah. Uh, but th- they are in a position though where and where they're going to have to add some decent salaries, um, yeah, for to sure. get to the floor. So if you're going to do that anyway, you might as well get something for doing it too, you know. So because they're going to have to. And the other thing too, like if you're somebody like Max Domi, uh, who it's, both sides start sort of hinting at they want to come back next year one way or another, um, he's got to be looking at his chops because the Hawks are probably going to pay him and any other free agent they're going to get maybe a little more than they're worth because yeah. they have to get to that cap floor. So if Max Domi's looking at, you know, 2 million from Pittsburgh, I'm just throwing a team out there, you know, two and a half or three from the Hawks, they can certainly afford it for the next few years. So three and a half, four, four and a half, like, <laughs> ten. you know, he's easily, yeah, 10 million, like, fuck it. Like, you know, they, they're going to have to spend a ton of money. And I know a lot of people are excited about, you know, the, the young, the young guys coming in entry level contracts, aren't going to get you to the floor. You're going to have to overpay some people. Yeah, no doubt. Greg, tell us about some meat. <sighs> okay. Uh, yeah. Speaking of, uh, of not overpaying for something, uh, you get tremendous value from our friends, Green Ridge farm, who are a local meat and cheese company offering you better, all natural options, they are makers of all-natural deli meat sausages and their famous meat sticks. We talk about them all the time for good reason. They are perfect for tailgating, happy hour, school lunches. These are all-natural meat sticks. Uh, they are hardwood smoked for eight hours with 16 grams of protein per stick. They make a perfect post-workout snack or a snack while you make up ex- of excuses not to work out at all. <laughs> um, meat sticks come in chicken, black forest beef, and flavors like jalapeno cheddar and spicy chili. They all sound so, so good, and they taste even better. Delicious. They are delicious because they are made from recipes, recipes, generations in the making, and being all natural, they deliver a fresh and flavorful alternative at snack time. You can always find them in the refrigerated section at Costco, Sam's Club, and your local Chicagoland grocery stores. Also, check out uh, their deli meats at your favorite grocer's deli as well. Top quality, big. So if you're big in the making sandwiches for your lunch, get yourself some Greenwich Farms deli meats. And right now, when you order three meat products at GreenRidgeFarm.com and include a pack of meat sticks in your cart, those meat sticks will be absolutely free by simply using the promo code CHGO at checkout. So check out our friends, Greenridge Farm, Simply Natural Meat. And get a load of this deal, uh, folks. Tonight is the night. The national championship game is tonight. There's nothing more thrilling than college football, and it all comes down to tonight. 
My go-to, our go-to for betting is DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook app, Georgia, TCU, David, Goliath. It's got all those great storylines that sports fans love. And I don't have a rooting interest in this game, but, man, I would love to see a small school like TCU step up and take down a team like Georgia. I really like Georgia. I'm watching Georgia because there's a lot of guys that could be potential Chicago Bears on that team. But man, would it be cool to see a team like TCU take them down? The Horned Frogs, your national champions. That could be a lot of fun. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly. Win or lose. You heard that right. Win or lose. Place a $5 bet, new customers, and you'll get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, everyone who plays can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with those lovely DraftKings same-game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code CHGO. New customers bet just 5 bucks on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code CHGO only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. That is a killer deal. So jump yeah. on that if you have not just Absolutely. yet. Uh, DraftKings, use that code CHGO uh, and join us on the DraftKings app. It's a lot of fun. I open it up every night to see what tickles my fancy uh, around the sports world, usually hockey, but you know I'm going to be laying some shekels down on the uh, national championship game tonight. That's for damn sure. Yeah, it's going to be a fun game. It see if be. the. Uh... See if the college football world gets all horned up tonight. You know, I've I've got a bet uh, on Georgia, a free bet from uh, um, some other app that doesn't really matter anymore. But um, I th- so on DraftKings, I might go big on TCU. So no matter who wins, I win at the end of the night. Yeah, that's true. There you go. Is that called hedging or is that fading? That's hedging, right? Yeah, sure. That got it. Hedging, right. yeah. hedging is something you did with another former sponsor. <laughs> very former, very short lived. Uh, anyway, let's get to the next question that, here because we've got a lot. That of, our, was that our fault? Uh, I hope so. It's not not our fault. That's for that's sure. True. That's true. All right, let's get to the. We got a bunch to get to here. We're going slow. All right, this is from our buddy Chuck Omucko. He says, jumping off the Powers cap floor article, will the Hawks likely be going all in next season for a competitive roster with free agent signings? Or will it be more of a development year with the goal of getting high draft pick in 2024? Uh, The second one. Yeah, it's not going to be. Well, I don't think it's going to be like this year. Um, But I I still think you're not going to have the Rockford Icehawks, you know, playing here either. I think you're going to have they're going to have to sign some guys. They're going to have to Mm -hmm. because they have to get to that floor. So it's not going to be the whole roster. They're not going to try to. I don't think they're going to try to end any like top end free agents, um, but you never know. No. We don't really It'll know. Be... We don't have much to base Kyle Davidson on. You know, it's other, kinda... other than other than this offseason. Yeah. 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 I think I think there's going to be maybe a, a few players that are, you know, if you look at the, the, the free agency class, there's there's some good players that are going to be available. I think you'll probably see the Blackhawks shoot for the middle of the of that you know, tier of, of free agent. And like we said, like probably have to overpay a little bit, but it might be like, you know, guys like uh, in the same, same level of like fantasy or, or Domi or, or Colin Blackwell, like things like that, where, you know, it's, 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 it's more mid-level guys who are available that they bring in for a year, maybe to overpay them a little bit and then see if they're, you know, flippable later in the season. I think there's going to be some more young guys. Uh, I think maybe a guy, Lucas Reichel, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, there, there's going to, I think Kurashev is going to be back. Uh, I think it'd be foolish if he wasn't. Um, you know, Isaac Phillips might have an opportunity. You know, the, the, the defenseman we named earlier, I think they'll, they'll have an opportunity uh, for, for bigger roles next season. Um, and, you know, I was just kind of looking at it uh, a, a few days ago. The Ice Hogs next season might be like, you know, we were excited about the Ice Hogs this year. Think about next season when it's likely that Del Mastro and Allen and probably Colton Dock and Jalen Lipen and maybe Landon Slager, maybe Wyatt Kaiser coming out of college. Like, there's going to be a lot of guys that are are going to be either aged out of junior or have the opportunity to to leave college maybe a year early. And and though next year will be like the ascension of the prospect pool, and I think that that's really yeah. exciting. And Hey, I, I think you want to have an opportunity maybe later in the season 
for some of those guys to maybe pop up. And if you got flippable one, one year contracts, I think that's what the Blackhawks would probably go for. Yeah. I, I think it will be similar to this year, but not as tanky. Uh, I don't yeah. think they'll be going for the number one overall pick next year, but they definitely want to shoot for one of those top six picks again. You're going to have to sign some veterans. You don't have a f- team full of kids to come up, but you'll see more younger players get a chance next year, but you're going to have to get another round of Domi's and Anthony CU type players here. Maybe you get somebody that you want to sign for more than a year. Maybe you sign a guy to three, four year deal with your eyes thinking, Hey, in two years when we've got these kids up here, we might be on knocking on the door, kind of like a Detroit Red Wings, Ottawa senators. Maybe that's a good guy to have here two years, three years from now, you might see one or two of those, but yeah, I don't, again, I don't see a lot of guys on next year's roster, at least at the start of the season that are going to be here when this team's in the playoffs again. Right. Yep. Good point. All right. What do we got next? Lawrence. This one's from Berkey. He's uh, this is the Bobrovsky uh, question here. We we kind of addressed this already, but he he kind of adds to the uh, no. to the question with the fifty percent retained. I just don't think Florida is going to want to sit and, and pay what t- five plus million for a guy that's not on their team for the next four years. That's a, that's a tough pill to swallow. You know, well, I think it, he's saying uh, we we take Provoski off Florida, then trade him to somebody else, and we retain the fifty oh. percent. And I don't think that works either because I don't think anybody's falling over themselves to get Sergey Provoski for four right. years because he's bad. And I don't think anybody's going. Well, that's the one guy we're missing to win a Stanley Cup this spring. Um, so I just, I, I just, we need to stop with that, that, uh, thank you for the question, but I yeah, think the Sergei Bravosky stuff just, well, yeah. it's, it's, it's a no win for, for the Blackhawks getting involved in that. Look, the only teams looking for a guy like that are teams like the Blackhawks, but it's too much and it's too long. Yeah. That, yeah. So it's, and, just... and the Panthers don't have enough to sweeten the deal to, to, to sit on that for four years. Right. No. All right, what do we got next? This is from uh, our buddy Reese Johnson fan. As long as he's not traded, is Jake McCabe a prime candidate for the captaincy after Taves is gone, or is it all but guaranteed to be Seth Jones? Uh, it's a good question. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does uh, obviously uh, hinge on McCabe still being here. Um, I don't. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's for it, it, like a foregone conclusion that Seth Jones is going to be the captain. I don't think that's necessarily true. <laughs> Yeah, I also think that the captaincy will be vacant for a year. If they trade Taves in March or he walks as a free agent, I think they just don't have a captain next year, and then they reconsider it in twenty twenty four. That's what the I only think happens. The only guy I could see them handing the captaincy to from Taves uh, to whoever, um, if even if he's still around, is Patrick Kane. Yeah. Um, and even then, I'm not sure if they would even do that if Kane was around and Taze was gone. Um, yeah, I mean, I hey, we all you don't have to tell ask us twice if we like Jake McCabe. Like, is he is a a fan favorite of this show? Um, you know, he was part of the leadership group in Buffalo uh, in his time there. I wouldn't be surprised if Jonathan Taze was gone and there was a leadership role open that maybe he, you know, they they like Jay says, like they'll just have like four or five alternate captains. And he would be one of them if he was still around. Um, I would have no issues with that. I think he's he's definitely got uh, you know a presence in the locker room, and, and he's he's a veteran guy that a lot of people listen to. Um, and he'd be he'd be he'd be great for for young guys to, uh, to you know to to learn from through example um, how to be you know a, a consummate professional at the NHL level. Um, and yeah, I. A lot of you know, I, I I don't know where the the oh it's Seth Jones is the next captaincy as the next captain like came from, because nothing against Jones, but he doesn't scream like NHL captain to me. Like I I I know he's a veteran. I know he's been you know part of leadership groups and I think in Nashville and in Columbus. Like nothing against him at all. I think I think there's definitely some uh, some good qualities that he brings to the locker room. Um, he's he's you know, an even keel guy. I think sometimes you need leaders like that, but he doesn't scream like captain. Yeah, to it's, it's just I, not for everybody. Yeah. And it doesn't and necessarily it, have to be your best player. 
Yeah, and I think he's one of the most polarized players on this roster. So if you're looking for PR, you know, if you're trying to to push Seth Jones as the captain to the fan base, half of them are going to be like, eh, okay. And half of them are going to absolutely hate it because for whatever reason, they absolutely still hate Seth Jones. Yeah, everybody fell for yeah. Alex Jamnov when he was named captain. That that's yeah. sure, that sure did the trick for pissed off Hawks fans. They, he's they fell so in love beloved. With Jamnov after that. <laughs> yeah, no. And another thing, I don't see the Seth Jones as a future captain, at least right now, because he doesn't make himself available as much as a guy that wants to be a captain should be. Like you go into the Blackhawks locker room after a tough loss. He's rarely ever found. It's it's Jake McCabe sitting there. It's Jonathan Taves. It's Patrick Kane talking about it. Max Domi is a guy that, hey, if he comes back after this year, he's a guy that could get a letter. You that from Seth Jones that that's all it takes to be a captain. Uh, but, you know, when he scored his power play goal the other night, there he was, available to the media. But when, you know, they lose 7-3 to the Capitals, he doesn't come out. So, I mean, that's something that sticks out. If you want to be a leader, you have to be in front of the cameras when it's going bad, probably more than when it's going good. You know who's always available? Connor Murphy. Yeah. He he is yep. always in the locker room. Practice, morning skate, post game, always around. And willing and, yeah. and happy to talk. Not always happy to talk, like with the circumstance, but willing, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. yep. He's, he's a guy that you can ask a question to and get a thoughtful answer and not just be pushed away. Now, and again, I, I don't think Greg is being critical of Seth Jones, but I, again, it's the captaincy just isn't for everyone. Like Patrick Kane didn't wear a letter until Brent Seabrook left. Right. You know, like that, it's just, and sharp. Yeah. It's just not a, it just doesn't suit everybody. And that's fine. It doesn't mean they're bad or worthless or whatever. It's just some guys are introverts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just, right, yeah. it's, it's not the greatest atmosphere for a captain. That's all. Not the you, greatest personality type, I mean. You know who is the next captain of the Blackhawks? It's Reese Johnson. Connor Bedard. Oh. Yeah, his name also starts with C, and it's Connor Bedard. There you go. <laughs> How old was Taze when he was captain? 20? 20? Yeah. All right, well. So? You can still do, you can still do the... You can still do the, you know, skip a year and then give it to Bedard, and he's now the youngest captain in franchise history. Hey, is there any harm in putting the C on his jersey in Nashville when they draft him this summer? Like, you know, goes up on the stage, <laughs> unfolds the jersey, and oh, there's the C. Oh! Oops. Now that's that's a PR oh, see, move right the there. The greatest part, if the Hawks get the, well, not the greatest part, but a very good part of the Hawks getting the first overall pick is that they would pick Connor Bedard in Nashville. Oh. In front of those hudwacky and chanting fans that don't seem yet somehow to understand the game, I can uh, feel the booze now. Oh man, that would be great. We've got it right there. Yeah, Lawrence has a C on hold. He ripped it off Jonathan Taze's chest. <laughs> I would never. I would never. We'll bring it to Nashville with us when we yes, go. Yes, iron, we go iron it on. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, that'd be a lot of fun. Anyway. All right, let's, I know we got to. How many more do we have here, Lawrence? I want to make sure we get everybody in that we can. 10,000. Four more. Ah, Four that more. That's perfect because we got about 20 minutes left to go. So let's, uh, nice. let's do one here. Uh, this from uh, Frank Nazar, 2025 Calder. And Frank, uh, you know what, buddy? Uh, I love you're always uh, talking to us on Twitter, but anytime I search Frank Nazar on Twitter, all I see are your <laughs> tweets. So I can't find any Frank Nazar news because your username. <laughs> very annoying but it's not your fault so uh frank's question is if reichel stays up for the rest of the season do you envision him returning to rockford for the playoffs yes absolutely um yeah yeah, yeah. It, regardless of if he if he does not get sent down during the hawks regular season as soon as the season's over he's going down that's for that's for sure and he should why yeah. not i don't think he'd i don't think he would mind playing some ahl playoff hockey that's a, that's a, that's a for sure. Uh, we got another one here, Lawrence. Ready to go? This one from USM O five O six. I believe this one is from Discord. He says, uh, "You guys can thank my time hop for a, from a couple days ago for this one." What are your thoughts on the Joey the Junior reporter? <laughs> and should the PR team make some of us feel old and bring him back? That's Chris oh. Foster's. No one knows that. <laughs> Joey the Junior Reporter is actually Chris Foster's, and uh, he is back. We just haven't announced it yet. No, I, I would love to see Joey back. That was cute. But, I, yeah, oh, he's probably, man. what, like 20? He's got to be in college. I would, Yeah, I would think he's college age now. Did so we lose Greg? We might have lost Greg. Or he's just uh, sitting he's very just... still and he's mad at us. Um, <laughs> he was very intent in what he was reading. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that was. I mean, hey, when uh, when things are going well and you're contending for Stanley Cups, you can uh, you can get away with some of the cutesy stuff. Uh, but yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Um, Wait, but did you guys see the Getzlaff's kid for the Ducks? No. How old is he? Fifteen. He's more. He's more like a twelve to fifteen age kid. Yeah. And they just had him. Apparently, he's been doing it a couple times. I just saw the one they posted. I mean, he's in like a like a blue suit with a tie, and he's like kind of talking smack to the players. It was it's pretty oh, good. Yeah. Uh, Joe, I forget his first name, but it's Gets Last Kid. So uh, Joey the Junior Pudwack is that his? Uh, <laughs> not to not to drag a kid, but if he's Gets Last Kids, there's a pretty good shot. He's correct. Pudwacky yes. tendencies. Yeah. I had that in I had that in the back of my mind when I was watching, but I was like, that's it's still funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey. If 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 they wanna if they wanna have some fun, I'm I'm not against uh, having some fun. Wins are fun, but they're not they're far and few between. So, we can get some 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 kid laughter. That'd be great. I'm down for that. Yeah. I mean, half the roster you could just have them do it. Um, sure. Okay. Next one. What do we got next here? I don't know where Greg is, by the way. I'm sure he's yeah. somewhere. But... Uh, this one's from Team Deke. Against which teams does a win feel so much better? Oh, that's a good question because there's Ooh. a few. Uh, we just na- mentioned Nashville; <laughs> they're always fun to beat. And I think a couple weeks ago we did a poll on like who's who do you consider the Hawks' main rival now? And it, didn't Nashville win that? I think St. Louis won, but oh, Nashville. Yeah, won. I think Nashville yeah. out. I think Nashville got more votes than Detroit. Yeah, yeah, as they should because they're not in the same conference anymore, which is not as heated as it used to stupid. be. I. I like when the Red Wings come, and I want them to be good at hockey again because the league's better when they're good. Yeah, you know, winning opening night was fun. That was great. Uh, home 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 opener. That was yeah. fun. But yeah, as far as like getting like a lot of enjoyment out of Nashville and St. Louis are are, are the two that I I enjoy. It's fun to beat Phoenix too because of our uh, connection with PHNX. Yeah, and yeah. Our parallel tank, uh, you know, ambitions. The parallel tank. Yeah. You back, Greg? I don't think he's back. I hope so. All right, yeah, oh, you're, there you are. <laughs> yeah, it seems like there's a slight delay, but uh, no worries. Glad to have you back. Uh, I got. I think we got two more here. Two Once. more, maybe. Yeah. Uh, this one is from David. Actually, th- this is the last one, gentlemen. Last one here. Okay. Ah, okay. No problem. He says, uh, "Would you pr- with Patrick Kane?" This is would, to you, Jay, specifically. It's to just me. Uh, I hate that. Kane, would you do an extension instead of a trade? Would Patrick Kane take a two-year at $6 million per year deal with the Hawks? Is that too much to offer? Also, does Daylock get a second or third at the deadline? Um, You know, fellas, as this year has been going on, um, maybe this is sacrilegious. Maybe I'm, I don't know. I'm ready to move on, man. I'm ready for the next era of the Blackhawks to be here. I love Patrick Kane. I love Jonathan Taves. I'll never forget what those two guys did for this organization. But there is certainly a part of me that feels like that time has come and gone. And it's time to look to the next generation of Hawks. And I feel like with those two guys there, or even one of those two guys there, there's just too much of that. Everyone else on a team feels like a guest in the locker room. And feels mm-hmm. like it's not. I, I'm ready for this next generation of Blackhawks to to make their mark. And yeah, maybe it makes the Hawks a little bit better to have Patrick Kane for the next couple years. But I'm ready to just rip the Band-Aid off because I don't want to go through this again in a year and a half. Are they going to trade Patrick Kane? What are they going to do? I think everybody, quite frankly, is probably ready to move on from it. Um, I know Kyle Davidson has said he's not going to go to them and and ask them to waive their no trade clauses. But I guarantee you. If and when they do, he will be pretty happy about it. And it's not to say they're a problem. I want to be clear. I'm not saying that they're problematic in the locker room or they're cancers. No. I just think the time has come. The organization is in the right place to be able to move on from these two guys and just start the next group. And I think the cleaner of a slate that those guys have to come in and make it their own team, the better it will be for everybody. That's just my two cents. Maybe I'm nuts. Yeah. No, I... I... I wouldn't say I'm 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 ready to move on, but I I think the the initial thought and the sting of being like Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane could be traded, I think that's worn off. And especially in the last two games where Patrick Kane hasn't been in the lineup and Jonathan Taze has been almost invisible, um, 
you know, it's 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 been okay. And kind of like they've actually played a little better. Yeah. And and I think uh, you know, it, it might be all right, folks. It might be okay uh when when nineteen and eighty eight are, are no longer uh part of the team. It all comes down to them though. If they say that they don't want to be traded and then they both come to Kyle Davidson in the off season or whenever they, they meet and say, you know what, we'll stick around for, you know, the, the next group and, and be the, be the, 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 you know, rugged veteran leaders. If they can play that role, I don't think there's any way that the Blackhawks are going to say, well, we don't want to resign you. Um, I, I think, there is definitely value to be had for both of those guys being around if they so choose to be when this team starts bringing in a lot of their younger players. Um, and I, I do agree that yes, there is a sense of like when those two guys are around, it's more of a like, Hey, we have to fit into Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane's locker room. Um, even if they're vastly outnumbered by guys that, are haven't been teammates of theirs for very long. Um, so I don't know. I, 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 first of all, first of all, I think 6 million a year for Patrick Kane, he's not going to take that. He's, he's going to probably take less than what he's making now. If he were to resign, I don't think it's gonna be that drastic. Um, and I, I we can, you know, we can maybe expound on this, this point that we were uh, talking about, uh, off air earlier. Um, but you know, there, there might be a situation that, that comes up where, you know, we are going through this again with Patrick Kane and, and uh, you know, he, maybe they, maybe he comes around and says, you know what, I'll give it a go for another year. See what happens in May. You know, if, if, if Connor Bedard becomes a reality for this team, may, maybe there's, there's value in that having Patrick Kane be around Connor Bedard, having them play off of each other. Maybe there's value in that. Yeah. I just don't, I just don't know if it's, I just don't know if it's, a, if it's, if it's a guarantee they control, they control what their future is going to be. I, this is just me talking. If they don't ask for a trade this year, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not mad about it, but I'm just happy to say good luck in free agency. Good luck with the next part of your career. We'll start getting the uh, the molds made of your statues. We'll start stitching your banners, hopefully with the right font this time. And uh, as soon as you guys are ready to call it a career, you have whatever you want in this organization for the rest of your lives. You will be remembered as Blackhawks. You'll be at every game on the scoreboard, shaking hands, kissing babies in the press box. But in terms of the on ice, I'm ready to move on from both of them. And yeah, they've got to spend some money to get to the cap floor. But part of me just thinks it is time to tear off that band-aid. Maybe this is a nice, you know, full show topic for, uh, you know, an off day or something like that. But I don't know. I've just gotten to that point, and I wonder if, if any of our listeners or, or, any you know, any of our viewers have, have kind of the same thought because I think we've gone through already the emotions of imagining a Blackhawks team without Taves and Kane. And, yeah, it does suck that it's over. Right, mm-hmm. but it's it's over. The dynasty's over. Like, and, and the worst yeah. thing you can do, and and Theo Epstein said this, and it always sticks with me. Do not pay for past performance. That's a mistake. And I feel like for the money you'd be signing Taves and Kane for to come back, you could probably bring in guys who are younger who could potentially be part of the future. I mean, Dylan Larkin sitting out there. If Detroit doesn't resign him, I don't know how they don't. But Dylan Larkin's <laughs> well, an option. How about you give the money you're going to give to Kane and Taze and give it to David Pasternak and have him be the star? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's unlikely, sure. but like, wouldn't you, if you're going to just spend to spend, don't just bring back ambassadors to play on the ice. You don't need two Reggie Dunlops out there. I want guys that are, it's time to move on from the glory days of the 2010s, which were the best era in Hawks history. And if it wasn't for them, you and I and Greg, and we would just not be here. We wouldn't have this job. I wouldn't have written a book. I wouldn't have had all that. You know what I mean? Like, it just yeah. wouldn't exist without those teams. However, at some point, you've got to just do it. You've got to just say, we're ready to take the next step. We're ready to start the next era of Blackhawks hockey. And the fact that both of their 
contracts expire at the end of this year gives the Hawks a real easy opportunity to do that, either at the trade deadline or just letting him walk away. And it would suck to lose both those guys for nothing, but when you look back on it, it wasn't for nothing. It was for three Stanley Cups, and it was for a lifetime of memories, and it was for all those wonderful things. And after March 3rd, if they're still here, the rest of this season becomes the farewell tour for Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane, where they are honored at every game. They are, you know, standing ovationed off the ice, however you want to do it. The last home game of the season becomes a, you know, a, a ceremony for those two. But I, I don't know. I, I'm speaking for myself. I'm ready. I'm ready to tear the bandaid off and move on. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, those are, those are all completely fair points. Um, I, yeah, I think if, if it comes to that point, I have a, again, I have a hard time seeing Kyle Davidson telling them no we're not going to resign you. I have a hard time seeing that. Um, but I don't, again, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Uh, I think, I think if it were me, I, I would, I would entertain a two to three year, you know, window to, to resign them. Maybe um, if, if they were, if they were open to that, if they wanted to say, let's, let's ride it one more time and, and see what happens next season. I wouldn't want to do that. I think if, 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 if they don't want to be traded and they want to talk about, you know, their futures, this you know this off season and and kind of figure things out from there it's got to be for more than just a year because i don't want to do i don't want to do the will they won't they whatever uh again next year on on one year deals i i would want to say if you're if you're saying that you want to you know hop on the ride with the rest of us it's going to be for two or it's going to be for two or three years and i don't know if taze has two or three more years left patrick kane definitely does okay so see that's kane i can get behind i just I'm watching Jonathan Taves play, and three weeks ago I called him the team's MVP on LCHGO.com, and since then, I'm not I'm yeah. not equating it. I'm just saying he's a he's a non-factor. Yeah, he's dominant at the faceoff dot. So so is the whole team, and what has it gotten him? You know, like there's nothing I see. Like take the jersey off, put a put a mask on his face. You don't know who it is. You watch that guy play. Is that a guy you want for two more years, three more years? I just I don't think so, yeah. and I, I I don't think he's going to be happy in a second, third line center role, and I, I don't know. I just to me it just feels like time, especially for Taves. If if Kane wants to come back for a year or two and chase some records and and be a mentor, cool. But but I'm ready, Greg. I know you've been maybe eavesdropping on our conversation. We'd love to get you to chime in here. No, oh, I think we just lost him again. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> he says no way. I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess he's having issues today, so we'll. Uh... I don't know. Maybe just leave him off for the rest of the show. Yeah, we'll sucks. try. We'll Nothing try. Nothing like again. technology to let you down in the year of our Lord, twenty twenty three. Yeah, um, it happens. I'm frustrated for, and I promise y'all, Greg is very frustrated that he can't be part of this, and we're frustrated for him and with him. Yeah. Because um, there's nothing shittier than when techni- when technology fails you, right? Um, exactly. So one thing I did want to say though, to the the point you brought up, Jay. You know, I. Maybe there is an opportunity for Jonathan Taze to, because it, it sounds like from from everything he's he's kind of said without saying, um, and from what people who you know claim to have knowledge close to him have said, it seems like he is interested in if you know if if he were to be traded or to go with another organization, it seems like he's interested in just not being the guy all the time anymore. Is there, I, I ponder if there's a possibility for him to do that while still in Chicago, because as we're going through the rebuild process, if he were to say, look, I'll sign a two year deal. Like it's not unheard of that teams have had a captain, had a captain on the roster. And then that cat, that guy was no longer the captain and stayed on the roster. San Jose did it. Winnipeg is doing it this year or has done it this year. And as far as I'm uh, you know, as far as I know, that hasn't caused locker room turmoil. Um, is there, is there a way that, you know, Jonathan Taze could stick around, not have to be the captain, play a role on this team and still be able to bring leadership and, and, and experience as the next generation comes up. If he's interested in doing that, he could do it in Chicago. I, I, but it, again, I qualify 
all of this by saying it's up to both of those guys what they want to do. Yeah. I mean, sure, it's possible. To me, that's tough because if you walk up to someone in Chicago and say, the captain, everyone knows who you're talking about. Yeah. Right? Like, so it's it's almost synonymous with him. And it's it's one of when you do, you know, the the Hall of Fame plaque, the, the term captain will be in there several times. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. You know, so you're not so you're not erasing that. Of course, but I I think it him specifically, considering how young he was when he got it, how successful he's been while wearing it, that would be a tough. Th- it would have to be him to say, "I have decided, I want to stay and help this team." At the same time, I have chosen to pass on my captaincy to the younger generation, and I will help that captain in their new role. I like that. Here's the thing. That guy is not here yet. Right? Maybe sure. it's Connor Bedard or Adam Fantilli or whoever they pick in this draft. Maybe. But you probably, Taves probably wouldn't even do that until after next year if he's back. Because you've got to see if either of those guys have the sort of qualities you want mm-hmm. uh, from a captain. Because we don't really know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, a lot of times young players are the best player on their team, therefore the captain. Um, but what happens when a guy comes to the NHL? Does he have those leadership qualities? And that's why Taves for the first year wasn't the Hawks captain. Then it was very clear, you know, maybe 20, 30 games into the season that it was, oh God, this guy's gonna be the captain for the next decade. It was just obvious. It was just yeah. obvious. So if that guy exists, I think it'd be weird if he was like, I'm gonna give it to Connor Murphy. Right. Yeah. You, know you I mean? wouldn't give it to a also you wouldn't give it to a veteran. You would give it to who you would think would be the next guy or yeah. Yeah. I think there's, 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 there is a way to do it. I just don't know if, if it would be possible. He would have, like you said, he would have to be around for two to three more years. And I don't know if he has, I don't know. I don't know if he wants that or if he can do that, but I just, I just think it's, it's, it could be on the table. Sure. No, I, I, okay. I think when you have, and a two guys who have done so much for the city, so much for this team, so much for this organization. There's like almost nothing that's off the table with them. Right. Right. And I, and I do think your point is like, Hey, if they say they want to be back, I don't want to say Kyle Davidson is sort of obligated to say, okay, he's not, he's not. And he shouldn't be, but I do think there's probably going to be part of him. And it's like, all right. You know, if you're in, like, if they're saying we want to be back beyond this, you know, spring, then that's a bit of a buy-in from them. And that was kind of the the big question. The question was never, can these guys still play? Well, maybe it was a little bit with Taves, but it was, you know, it was, do they want to be here during this? And if they're unhappy, is that going to be a problem? Yeah. And we're almost halfway through the season. Uh, Saturday is the halfway point, And so far, so good. Everyone talks about how good the atmosphere is around the team. And we're in there, you know, multiple times a week, seeing the guys interact, watching them practice, watching them warm up in morning skates. And the atmosphere is good. It's positive. It's solid. So it's very interesting. It's a really great conversation. I feel like we could talk about this for hours. (laughs) Um, And we kind of did. But it's, it's, it's really interesting. And I'm just fascinated to see what's next with this organization in terms of Taves and Kane. And I think, Kyle Davidson probably is too, and Kane is too, and Taze is too. I think everybody's kind of just looking for some closure here. So yeah. we'll see. At least at least some clarity, that's for sure. Yeah. Before we uh, jump, I want to remind everybody the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve save money and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. Don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy-saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash poweringbiz. That's comed.com slash poweringbiz. Ready to sign up for a facility assessment? 
Call them at 855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative. Email businessee at comed.com or request an assessment online on their website at comed.com slash facility assessment. And if you're saving a bunch of money on your uh, energy bills, you can use that to buy some great golf apparel for yourself or for the golfer in your life, friends and family. And when you do get yourself some pins and aces apparel, the official golf apparel partner of CHGO and the presenting sponsor of the big drive energy podcast on the all city network. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags that can be customizable. And of course the beer sleeve, the product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your bag and keep them cold for the entire round. I know we're getting into the uh, dog days of winter, but if you can't uh, get out of this cold weather and get down to some warmer weather, like in Florida or Arizona or wherever and get to golfing, there's uh, some heated golfing ranges in the area. You can deck yourself out in some pins and aces when you go to the top golf and uh, yeah, get, uh, get your golf fix there. When you do, uh, go to pinsandaces.com, use the promo code CHGO. When you do that, you're going to get 15% off of your first order and you're going to get free shipping. Again, that's pinsandaces.com and using the promo code CHGO. Uh, do we want to quickly touch on the 32 thoughts? Yes. I have not heard any of the 32 thoughts yet, um, but okay. there is one of the thoughts that was the first very interesting. thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, Jeff Merrick and Elliot Friedman, 32 Thoughts podcast uh, was published this morning. Uh, they started off their uh, their most recent episode talking about Patrick Kane, who, if you've been paying attention, has been out of the last two games uh, with a lower body injury. And they uh, were just trying to figure out, you know, what is going on with Patrick Kane and, and, and what possibly could be the outcome of 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 his injury stint uh elliot freeman <clears throat> didn't really have any solid information but he was spitballing uh in in his terms uh that you know maybe this is an issue where it's connected to the mysterious nagging quote-unquote nagging injury that we've heard about with patrick kane uh over the past few seasons um as by all accounts that uh nagging injury i believe is is supposed to be his hip and what we've been told about what's kept him off the uh, off, off the ice for the last two games is a knee injury now i don't know if the two are connected maybe it's the same side i'm not sure um but in in any case uh friedman was was saying potentially this could be something where patrick kane needs to get something cleaned up quote unquote uh through surgery and that there might be a case where he doesn't play through because that would be worst case scenario for all accounts involved. It would be bad for the Blackhawks because Patrick Kane's trade value is bad. If he's playing, if he's struggling, Patrick Kane isn't getting healthy, which hurts his, his game. And we've seen this season when he's not playing well, he's, you know, frustrated with himself mm -hmm. and any team trying to trade for Patrick Kane, it hurts his trade value. So it hurts the Blackhawks and if they do trade for Patrick Kane and he's playing through an injury that's clearly hindering him, it hurts the team because maybe they could have gone out and got someone else to fit the role that they're expecting Kane to fit. So he was spitballing that maybe Kane gets the injury taken care of if it requires anything like that. The, he and the Blackhawks shut it down for the year. He signs a one-year deal to do this again next year. If that is the case, um, I don't think, again... Huge stress. If that is the case with this injury, I don't hate that plan. I just don't know if that's actually how severe this is, given the 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 rhetoric that the the Blackhawks and Kane and Luke Richardson have have said publicly yeah. about uh, about what he's dealing with right now. Well, and the fact that he's been on the ice, you know, before the last two games for morning Practiced skate and, and looks yeah. close. I don't know. I mean. I could see it. I could understand it, right? Um, plus, I'm sure Kane's feeling like I'm not having my best year here. My value probably isn't what it could have been had this happen. You know, if he had last year's year, this year, people would be chomping at the bit to trade for him, and maybe now they're a little bit gun shy. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know. That's interesting. And I, you know, I, I, I know that he said he was spitballing, but Friedman usually, he's got some insight. 
Yeah, he doesn't spitball just off the top of his head. Right. There's there's a little uh, a little back to it. I'm wondering if we see Patrick Kane give it a go, you know, Thursday, maybe Saturday, and say, eh, not feeling great. I'm going to start down a little bit longer and, and reassess and then say, hey, I'm going to get surgery, clean up these things I've been dealing with, and I'll be good to go next year. He could, theory, can he sign? He could sign like today, couldn't he? Uh, yeah. Yeah, like he could just say, I'm going to get surgery. I have signed a one-year contract extension at the same cap hit. Fine, right? Uh, sure. I don't care. <laughs> it's, it's <not laughs> right, it's not money. my money. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, so extend the contract, one year, $10.5 for next year, and we just go through this whole process with Kane again next year. I can live with that. I just, you know, you want to get as many assets for this draft as you can in case yeah. somehow you're, you get you land on number three and you want to say, God, what will it take to get us to two? Mm-hmm. You know, because no one's trading one. There's no chance in hell. No. But if you think there's a huge gap between Fantilli and Carlson or whoever you like at three, um, you want as many pieces and assets to do that as you can. So yeah. I, I think I think one of the things playing into this as well, as well uh, and maybe bringing up some of this spitballing and speculation or whatever is the fact that Luke Richardson uh, last night said that, you know, the Blackhawks are going to have today off, get back on the ice tomorrow, uh, you know, get, uh, get ready for the game Thursday. And that in that process of that time, Patrick Kane will have some time off the ice and that he'll, he'll have a treatment plan. I think, I think that statement is going, is, is kind of saying, Oh, treatment plan. What does that mean? You know? So, I think that that's probably playing into it a little bit. The way that Richardson said it and brought it up made it seem like it was minor. Like maybe yeah. he just needs to do some, you know, some physical therapy, some rehab, just some extra, you know, range of motion things. That could that could all be potentially part of it. Again, I don't know for sure, um, but uh, I think that's probably where a little bit more of the speculation comes in. Is that is that terminology? Okay. Interesting. Something to keep an eye on, that's for sure. And uh, tomorrow at practice, uh, we'll probably get some more insight on those sort of things. And maybe we can even run it by one of them and say, hey, does this sound like something, you know, this was speculated? Is this something potentially in the cards? I don't know if they can answer it, but you can ask. Yeah. (laughs) All right. We're going to wrap things up. We are back tomorrow, 2.30 p.m. after Hawks practice. Uh, I believe the three of us will be there at practice tomorrow. Uh, I won't be making it. Oh, yeah. Mario's got something else going on tomorrow. It's his birthday. He's 23 uh, years old. Happy birthday, yes, Mario. For, for the 10th are you, time. Are you going to Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah. Yeah, I was I was thinking of renewing my license and, you know, nice. doing all that. All right. Well, enjoy your first beer. Uh, and we'll talk to everybody tomorrow at 2.30 with uh, all the latest on your Chicago Blackhawks on a CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Yeah.